Good evening, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. I got nothing funny this week. That's fine. Don't you don't always I have to be it. on. It's fine. There's no pressure. I'm, that was, that was I'm, th- I'm working on it. That, that was the thing you did. No one, else made, on. <laughs> no one else ever made you do that. That was the thing you started. So, I mean, if you don't feel up to it, you don't feel up to it. Some days we don't feel up to it. That's fine. Uh, also joining us is your co-host, Spaz. Hey, it's been a rough week the last couple of days, but hey. Oh, um, everything well, okay? you know, still, still grieving over Aaron, to be honest. Oh. Yeah, folks, uh... This kind of makes this one a little timely, but um, a few days ago, Aaron Eisenberg, who played Nog on Deep Space Nine, passed away at the age of 50. And 50. And and we are still, we're, a lot of us are still hurting about it because we love Nog. And I never got the chance to meet him, but everyone who met him said he was just a wonderful, genuine person. Uh, he was probably one of the nicest celebrities you could ever meet. Like Don Knotts yeah. level of nice, you know, like like that yeah, freaking nice. You could accuse him of being nice, and it would be accurate. <laughs> um, so my last interaction with him was on Friday, to be honest. Oh, uh, that was the last time I saw him on on the uh, Seventh Real Discord, and you know, he just he, he was a great guy. Um, right. So yeah, it's, it, it, it's a blow. It really is. So he wasn't he wasn't having any like any problem stuff it was he, just like he a sudden, had, like now one the, the next day the cause of death hasn't been revealed yet uh to my at least not as we record this but he had kidney problems all his life and which is he why had, he was so short yeah the the kid he was born with one kidney from my understanding oh, so it's, it's um, kind of like a um um gary coleman sort of thing right like kidney stuff and then you end up i didn't realize that that caused that back yeah, he yeah. he um he he was not feeling well on Saturday afternoon, and that's when he was taken to the hospital uh, in critical condition. Yeah, apparently and, he had had uh, two kidney transplants. The most recent was just yes. a few years ago, and uh, twenty fifteen. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just a few years ago, and uh, and uh, apparently it's not a it. it you're not expected to have a really long life when you have kidney issues, especially if you only have one. Uh, so, it's it's it was still a shock. I mean, the I mean, just the outpouring of love I've seen. Like I've seen the 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 most jaded Star Trek communities just like get together and be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> it's amazing." Um, so yeah, he was great. By all intents and purposes, my, my own reaction with him was on the Star Post, excuse the language, shit posting Facebook group, which he was actually a member of, and he would actually yeah, comment. Really? Re- I didn't realize he was in there. Yeah, he was in there, and he would actually regularly comment on the memes, especially if they were Nog related. So, uh, it was like he was just so nice, and like everyone loved him, and like that po- that post gets a lot of vitriol every now and again. Uh, I mean, that's group, but like last few days, he's just been like hugging, just a big group hug, basically, like to get through it. So it's, it's kind of, it's, it's some, it's, it's kind of weird because some celebrity deaths, they hit you harder than others. And this was, this wasn't even, I think, 
I think with Aaron's situation, though, is he was so involved with the community and the fans, yeah. though, which yeah. I think is why it was a little bit, like, you, you have people that might be, a, like, Robin Williams, for example, was a huge influence, and, you know, he had, like, a very long life of just influencing a lot of people, right? Um, I can't really uh, say for sure what his interaction with his fan base and community was like, but with Aaron, I mean... Like Spaz just said, you know, he was on their Discord Friday night interacting with folks. So it's like, yeah, that, yeah. that kind of it can hit you a little harder, you know, especially yeah. when, yeah. when someone yeah. comes down to your level, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, we're just a little, little um, thrown sideways, let's just say, a little, little off kilter because of that. Yeah, at least we still got Will Wheaton, right? <laughs> Who knows for how long? I don't know. Yikes. There, um, there it was, Hunter. There it was. See, yikes. I had to wait a little while. Wow. But I finally, I finally Dude. got to spike it. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. Hunter, your co-host Hunter. Welcome, Hunter. Hello. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually, um, currently I am playing Star Trek Online. I am sitting in Quark's Bar right now on Deep Space Nine going over my duty right yeah, yeah I'm installing it, 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 it just why it, not? it just it just went there by the way but this but I, I I got back in I was actually uh about a week ago I went ahead and reinstalled it and updated it and um it wasn't until the incident with Aaron that I was like I'm, I'm gonna dive back in and I actually um that that evening after after the announcement early that morning I went that evening in the game into Cork's bar, sat next to Morn, and I mourned with Morn over. As <laughs> cheesy, I know, uh, still. No, that's a great episode of D Space Nine. Is who mourns for Morn? That is such so such a great episode. So that's fine. <laughs> so where I'm sitting, I'm sitting up on the upper deck of the promenade, just outside Cork's bar here at a table, and I can uh, see over the railing. And there's the Klingon restaurant over over yonder. Oh wow! And the guy is playing the accordion down there. Oh wow! Okay, I gotta reinstall DS. I mean Star Trek Online just so I can get to DS Space Nine. The Klingons had accordions. Do they have? Like, well, yeah, is there like Klingon polka music? That, that no, no. The-, the the accordion is um, it's featured in one of the episodes of DS Nine where the owner of the Klingon restaurant uses the Klingon accordion. And sings. It's and it's it's a joy to behold. It's a Klingon thing. Yeah, it was really Klingon opera with the the Klingon version of the accordion. And Sally, that's the only episode that we see the Klingon restaurant. They mention it a few times more, but we never see it again, which is a real just a shame because I like that guy. Like I figured a Klingon accordion would be like a box full of tribbles with like spikes and you just kind of squeeze it in the tribbles. <laughs> each, each end, each, each end looks like a bat lift. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. No, it, it was, it was actually really cute. So, um, way, great context. Uh, that, 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 that's some great Trek lore there, Jim. Good job. <laughs> Well, it's from the old series, so well, no, like, but still, like even even in the new stuff, like when they they like Worf even talks about it, he's like, you know, they were a great enemy to the Empire and stuff like. That. Uh, tribbles. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, they had a whole he- many many songs were sung about uh, the great tribbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were an ecological menace that 
the Klingon Empire wiped out. They committed genocide on Tribbles. Which is, it didn't last though. No, it, it it didn't, which is which is the fault of our intrepid D Space Nine crew. <laughs> um But yeah, so uh we we should do a we should do a check in on D on uh, Star Trek Online. Maybe that'll be a podcast where we play it and talk about it. Would you be up for that, Hunter? I I'd be down. Hey, more blood wine. <laughs> Tribble side. Oh, damn memory. That's good. That's good. That's that's really really good. So, uh, folks, um, our topic tonight is um, our first space game. The first space game we really remember playing. Uh, I thought this would be fun because we're all different ages, so we're all gonna have different answers. Um, and uh, it, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about like what we remember about playing our first space game, like what system was it on, what we liked about it, that sort of thing. So I'll get the ball rolling with me. Um, we were talking about the story on the Discord, and I was going to say Space Invaders, because I remember playing it in the putt-putt in Clifton Heights, Pennsylvania, it, when I was five. But people were like, no, you can't include arcade games. I don't know why not, but fine. Can you get, what do you guys think about that? Should we include arcade games? Like, should that count? I think it should count. They're games. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's games. So, But I think this first space game I really get into, because Space Invaders is a fairly simple thing. When you get right down to it, it's back and forth, shoot, shoot, shoot. I mean, it's fun. It's great. But the one I really got into was uh, Lunar Lander. We've all played that, right? That's The, the game I have in the stream uh, is an, a modern-day homage to Lunar Lander. Uh, you know Lunar Lander, where you have a little lander, and you got to, like... You have gravity, and you got to land it on the thing just right with a certain amount of fuel, you know, or you'll crash. It took real skill to do it right, and I swear to God, my um, my six-year-old self did not have that skill. <laughs> but I really wanted to do it, so I I went back to the arcade, and I got it at home, too. I got it on my first uh, TRS-80. That's where I played it at home. Um which is a computer from Radio Shack for the kids in the audience who might not know what Radio Shack is. <laughs> I, I honestly really, really miss Radio Shack. Like, a lot. Um, so, yeah, my answer is pretty much Lunar Lander because it, it, it just was so engrossing to me. Like, I had to, I had to really save these guys in the lander. I couldn't let them crash, you know, so I really had to do a good job. On getting him down to the surface. <laughs> it was all up to me. So it really uh, focused my very hyperactive five, six-year-old brain in a way nothing had before, except maybe Star Trek <laughs> or television in general. So, Jim, do you remember your first space game? Well, Asteroids. Atari mm. 2600. Mm, right. Classic. Um, but as far as as far as a computer game it doesn't have to be a computer game asteroids counts well well yeah asteroids counts but i'm, but I'm saying like up from that right like mm. out, out of console things um i'm trying to think of uh of what because like i had a i had an atari 800 but we didn't have like a ton of space games although there was star raiders and i really i really did have a thing for that 
which is why I keep trying to talk somebody <laughs> and make them Star Ranger. I'm I'm surprised no well you know what? Wasn't there a Star Raiders back in like twenty eleven, twenty twelve that was just terrible? Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. yeah. It was control problems. Yeah, like, and yeah. It's like when they tried to make they tried to do like a remake of Sinistar and they jacked that up too. It's it's just like just don't. Um but anyway, I was over on the hard light Discord talking to some people and and I showed them, you know, Star Ranger and I was like, okay. Could this be a mod? Could could we get this into there? Like, could we do the map? And one one of the guys was like, "Yeah, man, we can knock that map out in Lua." And so it actually sounds like a possibility that it could. Wow. Be a free space two mod. Ho 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 ho! How amazing would that be, it, folks? If you're unaware, Star Raiders and ultimately Star Rangers, which we had a podcast about a few years ago, um, it's an amazing game. It doesn't really have a campaign. It's just you reacting to stressful situations. You're jumping around a map, and you have to make the map safe uh, by jumping around. And you choose where you go. It, so, like, you get to decide what's the bigger threat uh, to the sector. And it's just really just great. Uh, you can actually go find the uh, DOS version of, Spa- of uh, Star Rangers, which is the same game. Uh, it's abandonware at this point. Um, and just load that up on DOSBox. It, it's it got some of the worst sound effects in any space game. But... <laughs> terrible. Oh, if you, God. When like, you hit it... When you, uh, hit sh- sh- yeah, your shield's getting hit. Sounds like dice rolling in a cup. You yeah, it's the... What is what is that old... Boggle. Is that... Is that what? No, no, no. What's yeah. the game where you had to yeah. roll... Oh, is it... Boggle? Was it Boggle, the one with the dice in the dome? And it sounded... I thought it was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what was the one with yeah, the with dice Boggle. in the cup? Yeah, there was one with the dice in a cup as well, and that's exactly uh, what... Farkle? He... I think it was, <laughs> uh, was Farkle, or... Farkle, or also Yahtzee would count, because that's also... Dexter. Yes, yes, Yahtzee, another good one. Um, yes, so... So, yeah, um... Yeah, the sound effects are terrible. But the gameplay is still... Oh, how many years? 13 years later. No. No. 23 years later? It's It's been some time. It's been, was it, 96? Oh, my God. Yeah, so 23 years later, it's still a great game. There's video of it on the YouTube channel if you want to go watch. It's, it's actually still fun and still holds up if you want to give it a try. I think you need a joystick for it, I think. Um, but... Yeah, so, so Jim, you'd say Asteroids was your first? Uh, yeah. Did you play it in, um, did you play it in Rebel Galaxy Outlaw? Did you play their Asteroids? Oh, yeah. Win it? Yeah, I, I kind of liked it. Um, I haven't done really well at it. Like, I, I played around with it, like, oh, there it is, okay, pew, 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 I, I lost eventually, right? But I haven't, like, gone back and made a, a thing of, unlike some people here. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I was the first player to actually beat the the high score in Starvenger. So, yeah. I, I like kind of how they change things up, right? Because, like, some of the asteroids will actually, like, poop out a diamond, and then you pick those up. I guess they're just straight score, though. Those are straight score, but the the issue is that if you go after them, there's a good chance you're going to run into something at the edge of the screen, 
So the winning technique is to not do that. Don't go after them unless they're really close. Well, do they disappear if they go off the edge of the screen? No, uh, but they do have a a lifetime uh, before they disappear. Oh. Hey, what some people remember? do is they, they let one small asteroid survive, and then they just wait. They mm. wait, and then more alien ships will come in. They destroy those and get the score from that. I so tried about that's four or five levels. I tried yeah, to do five levels and then high score it. thing. I tried Just to do that. One little rock and I tried to do that and I would always shoot the rock at when I was trying to shoot the flying saucer. I would always shoot the rock accidentally. Every time. It was so frustrating. <laughs> That's why I never got it's the It's not high even score. the technique I used when I beat it, but it it's a valid technique. I mean other people have gotten much higher scores than I did just by doing it that way. 31,000, I think, was the highest I ever saw someone have. Wow. That's insane. Because that game gets hard. It really gets hard. Jeez. Um, so, um, Spaz, what about you? What is your first space game? Funny enough, uh, Jim already mentioned it. Because I had the Atari 800. I still have my Atari 800 and the XL. Uh, the Atari 800 XL. But Star Raiders was actually my first. Uh, and it was oh. in the same year because we got that asteroids and space invaders all in the same year. So they, they all kind of count for me as being my first. Did you ever get a hold of the Star Raiders 2? It, it was like an alpha of it. It never actually got finished. But it was, it was basically not. Last Starfighter. Oh, yeah. No, but um, I actually did get a hold of the Last Starfighter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but so it's the same game. Just yeah, like yeah, they just renamed. they repackaged it as the last Starfighter game for the 800XL. And yeah. yes, I do have that. Wow. Yeah, you know the, the reason that I had to buy an Atari is uh, they had a computer shop like in the strip mall where my mom used to get groceries. And I'd wander over there and ogle this thing. And uh, they had Crush Crumble and Chomp set up on that thing. And it was just like, I must own a computer now. What is that? I, I never played Crush that. Crumble one. and Chomp was, uh, did, did you ever play the Epics movie monster game? Which was like a Godzilla no. thing. No, okay. I didn't. So that was on Commodore 64, basically the same game. Um, so it was on Apple IIe and Commodore and Atari. Uh, all three had it. And I forget who made it. Maybe it was Epics. Um, but anyways, so... Crush Crumble and Chomp was a turn-based Godzilla game that was... Uh, what was that one that Kerberos made? That It was Kaiju Agogo. Imagine turn-based Kaiju Agogo. Oh. That's basically it. Oh. Very, sounds- very primitive graphics. But you got to, like, make your own critter. It's like, okay, you have this many points. Do you want to buy, you know, like, uh, Lightning Breath or uh, Toxic Slime that you leave a trail of? Or what do you want to do? and then the army would come fight you. And the way you got health back was stuffing people in your face. So you'd run around huh. and eat crowds and try to fight the army. Yeah. Uh, she sounds pretty great. <laughs> it was pretty neat, yeah. I mean, it, it's like why they're not making games like that now, I, I don't know. But I wish they would. Yeah, they keep they keep remaking all these other games. Why not that? That, sound, I, that sounds like something I'd play if they if they remade it. Yeah. Like a tri- well, you know, have you ever played Ogre? 
the tabletop game or well, the, there's the computer I've, version. I've played that new version of the, the video game. I've played the new version um, of that that came out like okay, last so, year. Yeah, so the deal with Ogre is you have one big unit that is one team and then the other team is all the little tanks, right? And it's a thing of attrition, right? So it's like you shoot the ogre in the tracks so it can't move as fast, or you shoot it in the guns so it can't shoot back, right? It, you could do a very similar thing with kaiju and, like, little army dudes. And I, I'd kind of gone over that in my head for... I, I used to have uh, an Axis and Allies board game, and it had, like, all those little plastic tanks and it was just like okay how can we make this work <laughs> and we we tried on the tabletop like trying to make some simple like kaiju versus army rules it didn't really work out great but mm. we we were like trying and uh yeah it, i you know honestly i would like to see uh like how there's the um the rpg maker kit i want to see like a war game construction kit like that, that actually was the name of a game back in the day, but um, yes, but, it was you know, a war game maker. Like let, let me define, you know, like I can import 3d models and you know, like, okay, I brought some tanks in and then I can put stats on the tanks and say what kind of guns they have and what they should, you know, or do whatever. Right. And it could be kind of like a tabletop simulator, but actually like bake, uh, some gameplay in that would be kind of a neat thing to have. And then I could make my damn Kaiju game. It would be good for prototyping things. That would be for sure. It's, it's, it's kind of a shame that like there aren't more like, cause that game was big back in the day. Age of rifles Two, the war game construction. Um, I think oh, yeah. both. Yeah. Those are huge back in the day. If I recall, um, you'd think there'd still be an audience for that sort of thing. I mean, there are war games with, editors and stuff but it's not really the yeah. the same well, I, I think that would be a, a cool like make a framework for making games the specific kinds of games right like they could do an rts construction kit kind of thing well i guess spring engine kind of is that but but that requires that you actually know some programming and stuff right but yeah i don't know i mean it, it would be it would be a thing like you could have like an asset market for it you know, hey, like I know how to make tanks. Okay, well, make some little three D tanks, and then people can use them. Yeah, I mean, that'd be a fun. That that would kind of be a fun co op game too. Like you have one person be the monster, and then you have a couple yeah. different people being the army, trying to stop the monster. And then maybe have one player be like a random civilian trying to run away because every every kaiju movie has those. You're like a twelve yeah, year old boy yeah, try- scientist. Yeah, yeah. scientist <laughs> that's trying to like invent the, the doomsday weapon that will kill the monster. So you have to hunt the scientist down and kill his. But you always have the yeah, twelve year old. You gotta have the twelve year old boy who befriends the monster, and tries to tell everyone the monster is good. And- or alternately, the twelve-year-old boy finds a giant robot like. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, it's just just a just a Japanese movie trope maker ga- game yeah, maker. Absolutely. <laughs> or, or better yet, let's okay, scrap all that. I just want robot <laughs> alchemist remade. Yeah, I've been trying to track I down think- a copy of that for my PS2, and it is not. Cheap. It is. It yeah, is there, there aren't many copies out there in the wild left. 
to yeah. be found. And I'm, they are I'm, expensive. I might, I might might have one in the closet. I'll look. If I, oh if my I god. Send it. I would play the hell out of that if you had it. Oh my god. It's super jank, right? Like Oh yeah, of course. Really but of yeah, course. Yeah, it's way jank, but I but mean anyway. it can't be jankier than um God, what was what was that mecha game on the PS2? Armored Ugh. There was like six of them. Well, well there's oh, Armored Core, core which is Armored a Core, long yeah. running series. Armored yeah. Core. I try everyone told me I should play Armored Core. So I got Armored Core and I got the second one. Cuz everyone's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, the second one's really great." No one told me it didn't use the sticks. No one told yeah, me that you was, had to... I was very annoyed with that. The shoulder buttons. Oh, God, you know, the shoulder like, what buttons. Are what, are you th- what were you thinking, people? Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Have, have you seen Mass Builder, though? The, the game on... Steam? You know, I have it. I kickstarted it, it so is. I have it, but I haven't played it oh, yet. Oh, it is. Oh, it's Armored Core. Or at least seriously wants to be. Right? Like, it needs... Everything that I've seen in it, you're fighting like little monster kaiju things or something. You're not fighting other robots. Maybe that changes later, but all the video that I've seen of it is is that. But it's just like I'm watching video of people like building these mechs, and it goes down into minutia. You know, it's it's just like okay, well, what kind of armor do you want on your ankles, and what color and what texture would you like that to be? And it's like you could spend entirely too much time like tricking out your mech to be exactly what. So AC, hopefully, it it actually pays off because they they had that uh, Damon X Machina that just came out for the for the, um, the switch. switch, yeah, and which looked really good actually. The stuff I'm seeing in the reviews is it's like it looks really good, but it's kind of like too easy and the um. story gets in the way, kind of thing. It's just like we just want to fight, like the the game, right? Is is for PlayStation Three and it's Armored Core. Uh, verdict day. Really? Yeah, I think it's verdict day. Yeah, um, and it had online multiplayer and you know like team based matches and stuff. It, it was because I have something. a PS. I have a PS3. Yeah, so. go hunt down a copy of Verdict Day because you that's the best of the Armored Core games. Like really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Because AC Wraith is saying that he thinks the PS1 Armored Core games are the best ones. Well, they didn't have yeah, sticks. Yeah, well, he's been wrong before. <laughs> I'll have to play Mass Builder, though, because I actually have it. Uh, and I'm looking yeah, for Yeah, Mass Builder's nice keyboard and mouse controls. It doesn't screw around. Oh, the, that's good. The mechs seem to feel a little bit too light. They're not like big stompy robots. They're It's more floaty robot stuff. But, yeah. And I, I need to look in on... Uh, um, crap! That mecha game that's on PC, it's on Steam. Uh, I cannot think of what There's it is. There's a the few one where you're flying all the time. Oh, um, yeah, I can't think of what it is. War Tech Fighters? No, not that one. This is this is Project like, Nimbus. Yes, that's the one. That one is really yeah, good. I need to look in on that. That one is really good. I have played that one. That is that is really good. You will like that one. That one, that one is really good. Yeah, I've I've got it. I've I've played it, but they keep adding stuff to it. But I haven't looked in like a year to see, you know, have they 
have they uh, finished it? Or- on, on one of the streams a week or so ago, we played um, Mission Force Cyberstorm for like four hours. That was a blast. Oh, wow. That game. That game still holds up. Still holds up. So that's that's always nice. Um, so Hunter, what would you say? We haven't gotten to you yet. What would you say was your first space game? Um, I would probably venture to say Star Fox for the Super Nintendo. Oh, really? I've actually never just played remember, it. <laughs> just remember, I'm the youngest person here. I know, I know. But, that's, I mean, that's fine. Um, my my entrance into the space game stuff didn't happen until much later. Um, but, yeah, I would say it was, like, the first space game that I played. Um, but then after that, I... You know, definitely got into more stuff like, you know, once I got the N64, I got into Rogue Squadron and, you know, but it wasn't until probably around the same time with Rogue Squadron is when I got into the X-Wing games, uh, honestly. Did you start with the 95, the Windows 95 versions of those? Uh, no, the discussion I think we've had in the past was my first experience was... Oh, right, Alliance. Right, Alliance. I, I'm sorry, I forgot. Um, you know, the one that no one here liked? No, that's not true. People, there's just a part of it we don't like. There's there, the rest of it that we do like. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a silly jab. It's just... At some point, I'm going to have to play through that again, and this time remembering that you could shoot the pylons out of the way in that final Death Star run. Because the last time I didn't, I did did it. I didn't know that, and didn't didn't have a good time. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it. Uh, I was playing that hunter, and you were like riding a shotgun or something, and then you were like, you know, you can shoot those things, and it was like, yeah, I had the same reaction you did. I was like, what? You can? You don't have to fly around them? Yeah. Like, through- what? Like, what the hell does this game want from me? Why didn't they? Why didn't they tell me? Why didn't they have some kind of indicator? Something. Anyway. <laughs> You know how I found out? You just shot. You just shot it, and it, it worked. One day, yeah. One day, <laughs> I just shot it, and I was like, "Hey, that's the best way to find things out in gaming." Like, hey, that did that. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, what? How can I interact with this? Shoot it. That's what it boils oh, down to. And so, shoot it. <laughs> well, it's not so much brute forcing. Is I didn't know it could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was playing Cube World today, and I didn't know you could shoot trees, and and whatnot, and actually get things out of them. Crazy. <laughs> so Brian, do you own Hardland? Ah, uh, what? Uh, my brain. Hardland is, is like Cube World with the graphics of uh, Breath of the Wild. Looks really, really good, but it's a uh, it's a Cube Landy kind. Oh my god, I do. Yeah, there you go. You need to stream that bad boy. Real? What? Where did that come from? I don't. I don't. Yeah, it finally came out. The developers disappeared for like three years, right? And everybody was like, "Oh no, the game's dead!" And like nobody ever said a peep on the forums, right? It was just crickets, right? And everybody was like, "Oh well, looked great. Could have been something." And then suddenly they came back and they're like, "Hey guys, game's done." <laughs> I'm going to add this to the queue. So, yeah. I'll, I will add it to the queue. I, I don't know how I own this. Apparently I do. Maybe I got it in a bundle 
I don't know, but I will add this to the queue. So we had some people write in about what their first space games are, and we also have like a lot of games mentioned on social media and whatnot. So um, our good friend Jose, who shows up on almost every stream, thank you, Jose. Um, he was saying his he, he was saying his first no space way, Jose. <laughs> He's saying that his first one, apart from Asteroids and Defender, I would say Defender counts. He's not sure if it oh, counts. Definitely. I would yeah, say Defender counts. counts. But he he um he was ta- he was bringing out. Oh hey hey Jose, see it's almost every stream he's here. Hey, hey it's Jose. <laughs> Way. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 no, that's I can't help it. You know what? No, that's we we love that sort of thing around here. Um, he was remembering his first ge- space game that he probably got into was the uh, original ASCII Trek game. You guys remember this one, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? Where you have the grid. Yeah, yeah you have the grid, and your your ship is like an E, and the Klingon ship is a K, and you have to like shoot a torpedo in this coordinate. <laughs> And you have to devote how much power you want to fire it with. And exactly. The direction has to be right. Yeah, yeah. And there were all the uh, 800XL. Yeah, there were a lot of versions of that. Like the first one was like 73 or 74 was like the first one. Like super early. I mean, it makes sense. Star Trek was a big deal. But yeah, th- those were like some of the earliest computer games or video games. Video games, period, was the those mainframe Trek games. Um, and, and those are still playable. Like, people are making them for... Yeah, it's basically EGA Trek. It's almost the... Like, EGA Trek is a prettified, more complex version of, um, of like, Trek or, or Trek 73. Uh, EGA Trek is the one a lot of people remember because it's one of the more accessible ones. Um, but yeah, you can they still make them for like you can you can get games like that for your phone and stuff now and play them on your phone. And they still hold up because like they need they're they're serious tactical games, you know. <laughs> and 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 then there was Starfleet, which was a like a knockoff in its own way that had its own flair, you know. But that, that's a really good one. Is the um, the classic um, Trek games from the uh, way back? Uh, what the hell is a VT one hundred? Oh, it's a terminal. Wow, you are old. <laughs> was that when was that? Like the the early eighties, something like that. Yeah, maybe late seventies. <laughs> the eighties weren't real. <laughs> Yeah, they were, that was a weird time. Oh my god, you graduated everybody, high school. Everybody very weird thinks time. it was the eighties, but it was really the early nineties. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> he gradu Jose graduated from high school in nineteen eighty. Damn. I, I was I I was still barely wiping my nose by nineteen eighty. I I <laughs> I was a year old, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, my 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 wife wasn't even born yet. Uh, so, wow. You, well, you don't act it, Jose. Well done. Just keep that kid in you. Um, but yeah, Trek is a great one. <laughs> that, like, that makes you, God. Yeah, you are probably one of the oldest gamers I know then. Because 
I'm guessing you're what, almost 70? At this point, if my math is right? Oh, man, he's like 57. What? Uh, yeah. If he was born, if he was eight or... Oh, 18 in 1980. Yeah. He's 18 so in 1980, so, so it's 1962. So he'd be 10 years older than me. 58. I'm 49. He's 58. So, yeah. Okay, sorry. Right. That's still, you're still one of the oldest gamers God, I know. you're almost 80. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't feel old already... Oh, and Robert also wrote in with pretty much the same game. Oh, God. The same game, Trek. But the first one was 1971. I didn't know that. I thought the first one was 1973. Wow. 1971. Uh, okay, so that's interesting. So, like, who, who was it, uh, Jim? Okay, so Victor Lucas from Electric Playground... Yep. Has been doing his show for like the last twenty five years, right? Yeah, he started well longer than that. He started well longer in, than uh, that, 95. but well, yeah. So he's been doing, and he said I was listening to this podcast interviewing him. He's he's been gaming since like the late seventies, early eighties himself, and he's like in his mid to late fifties as well. So like, no, he's he's like about my age. He's fifty. Yeah, because he was talking about his mom driving him down from Canada to get an Atari twenty six hundred. So, yeah, that he was... said he was eight, and I was ten. So he might be younger than me, actually. Ah, memory leak death. There was a Vector Graphics Trek arcade game. It was for the Vectrex. It was the Star Trek the Motion Picture video game, and it was basically just you fighting Vector Klingons. And going through wormholes um, over and over again. It was a lot of fun, though. But yeah, that was specific to the Vectrex computer set. The, uh, the first quote-unquote portable uh, um, <laughs> home video game machine. Even though it weighed like 15 pounds. <laughs> and it was, uh, it, was a, it was sort of portable. I mean, It was kind of portable. Yeah. You, I mean, you, yeah, you mean, backpack portable kind of. Thing. It had no batteries, like at all. Like you had to be in a place with an outlet. You couldn't just plop it down anywhere. Uh, hey, by the way, I looked him up. He was born in '68, so he's oh. two years older. Oh wow, that's um, what five years older than me. Wow. Um, so yeah, that was for the Sorry. Vectrex. No, that's fine. It's fun. It's kind of it's fun going down memory lane with all this stuff, and and on social media we got a lot of answers like um, Vanguard on the I don't even remember Vanguard on the Atari twenty six hundred. Like, does anyone remember Vanguard? I do not remember Vanguard. Oh, yes. What was Vanguard? So Vanguard was a scrolling shooter where you could fire in four different directions. I played it in the arcade too. Um, Interesting thing about Vanguard was that it ripped off the uh, the Flash Gordon movies soundtrack for when the Hawkmen were attacking. That song uh, it was like straight up in Vanguard. I'm looking it up. I, I, can... I remember. Oh God, that one. Okay, now I. Okay, now I know. I see the as soon as I see the image, I'm like, oh yeah. 
Yeah, it was uh, in the very same vein as like Scramble. It had to have been made by the same. Yeah. Oh God, I remember that one. Wow. Good call. I I forgot about the name, but uh, that's a good one. Uh, Jason on on Facebook. Jason Jared says Sentinel Worlds One Future Magic. Did any of you guys play that one? Yep. Yeah, that was a that was only on Commodore sixty four, wasn't it? No, I had it on PC. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, it, it's neat because um, the Tandy one thousand EX had a three channel sound chip on it, and rather than the PC speakers one channel, bloop bloop bloop. And so this game like specifically used the Tandy sound chip to get special music that the PC didn't have. I felt special when I played it on my Tandy. Um, did you finish that one? Because that one was a beast to no. finish. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was that, like it was. It, it was so. It was so hard. I'm still shocked I finished it. I I don't even know how many powers I put into that thing, but like those last few battles on the ground, especially were just so... Di- if you guys haven't played it, um, yeah, the music was great. Especially, uh, Bob, especially the orbital music. Remember the music when you'd go into orbit? Ah, oh, I still... Chills. Um, but Sentinel Worlds was great because it was like, you had the space combat, which was great, but you'd go down to the planet and you'd have your party. It was kind of like uh, Might and Magic, but it was space Might and Magic. So you'd like go down a planet or a space station or whatever, and you'd do this turn-based combat. And it was amazing and hard, and you would save scum all the time. Um, and the yeah, last, what I remember was like the map was like a bunch of lines. And yeah, it was a big grid. It was like colored dots. Yeah, exactly. It was a big grid, and your characters were just dots with a photo with like up in in the upper part. It was like a photo of your character and stats, and like their weapons mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah, you were if just you dots. In, if you look in the stream chat. I threw a, a time-stamped uh, video of Vanguard playing that song. Oh, man. 1981. It's like, it's like you'll know it instantly. Like, oh, wait, that's the Hawkman. It's so funny because when you guys said Orbital, I started thinking about the, the song from the end of the Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like, the movie or the show? I mean, the movie the or the movie, game? Like, like, like after, I never saw the, the movie. End, well, at the end of the movie, it's like after they do the actual like Mortal Kombat theme song, and they're going back to like the temple or whatever, and like Orbital, the, there's a song by Orbital that's playing. Anyway, let's play this for a second. Grammarly does more than catch errors. Damn it! With Grammarly, you can find really good, no perfect. Learn the ways of the ad block. Damn. Damn, yeah. Isn't it? Damn, that is, yeah, that is. Yeah, that's Queen right there. That's Queen's. Uh, riff yeah, when the yeah ripped them straight off. SNK, way to. <laughs> I wonder if that, I wonder if they got away with it. I wonder if oh, they yeah, got away. They did. Maybe they changed a note here. 
Uh, so Nicholas Carter mentioned Space Rogue, um, Origins, nineteen eighty nine. Wasn't that a Chris Roberts joint? Space Rogue, the original uh, one. It was an origin game, but I don't know if Chris was involved. It was interesting though. It was it was like a Ultima mixed with Elite kind of. No, it was not Chris Roberts. I apologize. For some reason, I thought it was a Chris Roberts thing. But it wasn't, thankfully. Um, I tried playing it a few a couple years ago. I had never... I didn't play it back in the day. It, does, it doesn't really hold up, sadly. It, it, even though you can buy it on GOG now, it doesn't really hold up at, like, at all. So, have you, any of you guys heard of a game called Skyroads? Roads. Roads. (laughs) I have never heard of this game. Oh, it's from 1993. Oh my god, I do know this game. It's like a platform jumping space game and from the from like 1989 or something. I'm going to put an image in the in the stream chat. But yeah, you had to fly that little um <clears throat> I don't know what you even call it, like a hovercraft spaceship thing. From what platform next? It's kind of a racing game, really, um, but in space. And you know, so you had to, you know, totally jump and everything. It was, it was hard. It was good, but it was hard. I remember that one now. Now that I've seen an image of it, I totally remember that one. Damn, all these memories, you guys. That kind of, that kind of reminds me of the intro to Super Return of the Jedi for the Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, was was it because um, the arcade game Return of the Jedi started with a speeder bike level? Was it a was it a similar thing? Or no, was no, no. So in Super Return of the Jedi, you're like in a speeder, not on a speeder bike, but you're in like a like a Luke Skywalker speeder. Oh, OK. And you're jumping over gaps, making your way to Jabba's palace. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I think I've seen that. So there's a little similarity there. Oh. It came out around the same time. I think, like, very late 80s. So that kind of makes sense. Wow. Mm, I think Super Return of the Jedi was in the early 90s. Oh, really? So Yeah. Maybe it kind of copied this then. Um... Wow, Mike Dolan's first space game was Wing Commander Privateer. You really... Do you hate yourself, Mike? I mean... (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to start with a space game, start with one of the hardest ones for its time? Uh, (laughs) I would not wish that on anyone. Um, (laughs) I keep forgetting that he was on the show, right? And every time I hear Mike Dolan, I'm like, oh my god, there's a monkey in the chat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what, what, what for what? Do you remember which game he worked on? Because I cannot, for the life of me. I know, I know you're right. I know he was a guest, but I cannot remember for what. Yeah, I think it was the the MMO 
bridge simulator thing. That, uh, oh, I think you're right. He's a math teacher, right? Yeah, remember. yeah, I think so. Okay. I have to look it up. No, it was it wasn't that then. It was uh, I can't remember what that game was. I I have a mental picture of the what it looks like, but I can't quite describe. But yeah. I'm looking it up. Ah, Space Warfare Infinite. Uh, episode 99. 99. That's a long time ago. Feels like forever ago. Um, I don't know if the game still exists. Oh, well, the website's still there. Anyway, um... Yeah, but man, your first pre- game being Privateer, that must have been, I don't know, like, wouldn't that be really frustrating? Because, like, I kind of feel like Privateer expected you to have played Wing Commander 1 and 2 beforehand, you know? Like, you couldn't just, Privateer was not a game you could just jump into as your first space game. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, I think you'd hate space games if Privateer was your first space game. Because it's just, it's brutal. You know, it's a brutal game. So, I don't know. Uh, oh, so Greg over on fa- on Facebook uh, also mentioned Star Fox. Um, apparently on the computer, his first game was Space Empires 3. Which is a really great game. Uh, yeah, I think got- computer side, my my first. Uh, I think it was Starflight. You know what? Holy crap! Now that I'm thinking about it, sorry, Jim. It you you just triggered me when you said first computer game. I think the first space game that I played was not X-wing Alliance. <laughs> Wait a minute. Record scratch sound effect. What? <laughs> I, I'm I'm pretty sure the first space game was even worse than that. What? Wait a minute. Okay, drop drop it on us. I'm gonna get in the bomb shelter. Can you guys think of a Star Wars space game that is worse than X Wing a lot? Oh, the, the the full motion oh, video. Yeah, the full even motion. Though, the full motion there's, video there's, there's, one. There's, Rebel Assault? Rebel Assault 2. Yep. Oh, no. Oh, no. I re- no, it, like, it, it was like, I was like, one of those moments where you just have, like, a flash and, like, this memory bank just unloads. It's just, like, a deep dive memory that was, like, you forgot about completely, and all of a sudden something, it's like, it's that trigger word that just, like, pulled Oh, out. man. You blocked it out. <laughs> For good reason. <laughs> Oh wow, wow! We we had a, we've had a major breakthrough here uh, in the Space Game Junkie <laughs> podcast. Major. Oh, I kind of wish I had forgotten that. <laughs> you know what? You could wear that as a mark of pride that not only you survived Rebel Assault, you still liked space games after that. So that's something, you know. <laughs> I had the Sega CD version of that. Oh and boy! I still have it. Oh yeah. my god! Really? Like, yeah. Like, it was like, like, like it was not great. <laughs> I mean, it was probably one of the worst versions you could find of it. But oh wow, it. yeah, 
Wow. Someone, so someone in their infinite wisdom thought they were doing me a favor and they got me the Mac version of Rebel Assault 2. And I'm like, I don't even <laughs> freaking own a Mac. Like, how? Why would they? What? Why would they buy you a Mac version? Like, without asking if you owned a Mac or your parents if they owned a. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> they, they got it at a flea. They got it at a flea market, and they're like, "Hey, Star Wars computer thing." He Give likes this. Give it to Hunter. He likes this. Like, uh, thanks. <laughs> I can't I use this. For this. <laughs> I never asked for this. <laughs> uh, Jim, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Uh, going back to Starflight, that was my first uh, DOS game. Was Starflight? Uh, that and uh, yeah, everything else before that was the TRS-80. On like. It was either everything I wrote in BASIC or on a cassette tape drive. So, yeah, Starflight was the first, like, super serious space game for me as well, I guess. Um, Jose asks, who remembers Hard War? Come on. (laughs) I I think we all remember Hard War. That game is still amazing. (laughs) But wait. Yeah, I like Super at the time, and can't get it to run now so i think you can get it to run with some I, I fan patches memories of what it would be i think you can get it to run with some fan patches i got it running on windows 7 a few years ago and did some videos of it i don't know about windows 10 i will have to try but oh my god i didn't know hardware turned 20 this year also oh my lord <laughs> oh I remember, I remember walking into an electronics boutique and buying that for twelve ninety nine new, because it looked awesome, and I couldn't believe it was thirteen dollars. And I think I still have my disc somewhere. <laughs> Spaz, where do you keep all these systems that you have, like your Ataris and your Gen- Sega CDs and everything? Where do you keep all this stuff? It's not, it's not like they take up that much room. I, uh, I guess I don't have them on display or anything. But uh, yeah. okay. it's just, uh, I haven't, I haven't moved that many times in the last 20 years or so. I had a couple of moves, but it was just stuff I would carry with me. Uh, so it's not like I had to get rid of, you know, old consoles or, uh, the old, the old media. So I still have the old discs I have for the Atari 800 and XL. I still have the original cartridges. I mean, the, the, the asteroids, the star Raiders, defender, Pac-Man, I got all of them still. So they never went away. That's, I mean, that's quite a collection. That's, that's impressive. I wish I still had all that old stuff. I have nowhere to put it, but I kind of wish I still had that old stuff. Um, Memory League Death yeah, brought. You know, God, sorry, God. I was gonna say, yeah, I. There was a period of time where I had a pretty nasty collection of gaming stuff and consoles as well. Like at one point, I had like all Nintendo consoles and Playstations, but I think I think I've like refined my collection down to. I own an original Xbox, a 360, and an Xbox One X. I have, uh, coincidentally enough, I have the Wii and the Wii U, but um, those are for projects. <clears throat> and then um, I have a Retron 5. So, like, I kind of replaced all of those physical consoles with my Retron. Yeah, I keep seeing the Retron in the uh, gaming store across the street from me, and apparently they sell them at a pretty good clip. 
they were they're telling not one hundred percent accurate. Like they don't, they're they're not like one to one, but they do capture most of the because you can use the real controllers with them. Yeah, that's impressive. That, that is really impressive. Um, yeah, Hard War, uh, Jim, you should track it down. I think I might actually have a copy. If I am, I'll see if I can get it to run. If so, I'll give it to you. I shouldn't say that publicly, but it's not being sold anymore. It was being sold up until like a year ago, and now it's not being sold anymore. Eh. So it's abandoned where again. <laughs> again. Um, but it's a great game. It's a great, great game. Uh, Memory League Death brings up the Solar Winds games by, I believe those were Apogee, if I remember correctly. Uh, did, did I... Did, did you guys uh, ever hear or play those? Hear ever play those? They were they were top I don't down. Think I did. Yeah, they were top down uh, space adventure games, uh, not to the scale of Starflight, but similar kind of vein. You had your ship. You had I don't know. I think you had a pilot. I don't think you had a full crew, but it was Starflighty, but on a smaller scale, and it was a little more arcadey. Uh, not as arcadey as like Star Control, but more arcadey than say um, was it keyboard only? Well, a lot of stuff was keyboard only. I mean, you saw the game. You remember when we talked about game pads? Game pads in the in, uh, for PC in the nineties? A joke, <laughs> an actual joke. No one used game pads. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone used joysticks or mouse and keyboard. So that makes sense. Oh, wait, which Reach for the Stars, Bob? Uh, the first one or the... Oh, no, the later one was a Windows one, wasn't it? So I guess the first one. Yeah, that was... That was... Um, I tried to play the original Reach for the Stars a while, long time ago. It was almost incomprehensible. <laughs> oh, boy. So um, we have had a fun trip down memory lane tonight um so now seems like a good time to wrap it up i think oh the voice is coming out oh go ahead memory leak death i see you in chat Uh uh-huh i'm gonna i'm just gonna persuade maybe persuade you to hop into sto with us at some point in time i see your character still in the roster oh i see see memory leak death (laughs) <laughs> um, come, come have come have some blood wine with me at Quirks. Yeah, the um, the uh, the whole uh, Aaron Eisenberg uh, tribute that they had in Star Trek Online the other day has kind of gotten a bunch of people interested in returning to uh, to uh, STO. Hey, he's down. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, do we have a channel for it, or did we? I think we did it one time. Maybe we should put we it back. We do. I can bring it back out if it's not out. I think it's in the, ar- I think it's in the archive. Um, it is, but uh, I can bring it back out. Yeah, awesome. Since people are playing it again, why the hell not? Um, it's actually empty. That's funny. I, I think that's after we figured out how to archive channels. Like, I think we deleted it, oh, and then we're like, yeah, we should... Yeah, we yeah. should we should try and save this stuff just in case we come back to it. Um, 
Discord is great, but it's not like a forum where you could like archive and save stuff and stuff just stays there for later. Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, you you technically can now that we know how to. Because yes. we weren't doing it before. Exactly. Oh, and my yeah, yeah. oh, and apparently my wife chimed in. Her fa- her first space game was Crystal Quest on the Mac. Thanks, honey. <laughs> she actually she loves that game. So, uh, friends, we're gonna wrap it up here. We've been trying to keep it to an hour because I think that's a better podcast length. Um, but once we get, I've been trying to get some guests. I haven't heard back um, from them, but hopefully we we'll get guests soon. But next week on the show. I had an idea for a topic because the decade is almost over. It is almost 2020. I I really hope Sherry O'Terry gets to do her impersonation of Barbara Walters going, this is 2020, when it turns 2020 uh, next year. But um, I thought we'd have, and since the the Emmys just happened, I kind of had a thought. We should kind of do an, kind of have an, our, our own award show uh, for the best and worst of the decade. So, um, so <laughs> Jose, she will love to hear you say that about Crystal Quest. I will, I will mention that to her. Um, so next week we're kind of, it's not going to be like a, like, like, like the Emmys or something where it's like three hours of awards and circle jerking, but we're, we're going to have something of a look back at the last decade of space games and look like what was the best? What was the worst? What was the most disappointing? What was the most surprising? What had the best soundtrack? What had the best writing? So it's kind of going to be, um, a a kind of an award showy clinical look at the last decade because we're almost done. So what better time to talk about the last 10 years than now, I think. So that's going to be on the show next week. Um, uh, for the rest of the week, uh, stream-wise, uh, tomorrow... Oh, God, what are we playing tomorrow? Tomorrow we're playing Fantasy General 2 for the morning stream. Thursday we're returning to Far Cry 2 for the morning stream. These all start at 8 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, then uh, Thursday night we're returning to uh, Dying Light because we had so much fun last week and like I didn't feel like we gave it its due because I ran out of steam so we're just going to play some more of it and then Friday by much request many people requested this so we're going to start a brand new game of 3030 Death War Redo is going to be our uh, Friday long play stream for the foreseeable future um if you haven't played 3030 Death War, it's going to be in the awards show next week as probably one of the best space games of the last 10 years. It is just that good. Uh, we talked about it last week on the show too, but it is just that good. Um, so excited about that. And finally, I want to thank everyone who supports Space Game Junkie through things like Patreon, uh, affiliate links, buying merch. We actually sold, I think, our first piece of merch within the last week. Awesome. awesome. Um, so, folks, if you want to learn how to support Space Game Junkie and uh, make this a full-time endeavor, which is what we're striving for, uh, you can go to spacegamejunkie.com slash support, and links for everything is there, Patreon, um, affiliate links, merch stores, all that stuff. 
But if you can't support financially, which totally get, uh, engaging in the chat is great. Joining our Discord is fabulous. Leaving a comment on a video, uh, review on the podcast on iTunes or whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, oh, the podcast is on Spotify now. Uh, if that's your podcatcher of choice, we finally got it on Spotify because I did not know that was a thing until recently. Um, so now if you want to listen to it on Spotify, you can. Uh, but um, thank you everyone for watching and for listening. And we will see you tomorrow at 8 a.m. Pacific time with some more Fantasy General 2. Have a great night, y'all. Bye-bye.